Davis here with you on Radio Arcadia as always. Today is Friday, November 21st, and if you've ever wondered what complete insanity in the financial markets would look like, well, you got another preview today. Because feeling left out of the money printing party, the Chinese joined into the action today with the Chinese Central Bank announcing it was cutting its benchmark lending and deposit rate. Translation, now the Chinese are printing more money. So just as the Americans finally stop ending the latest rounds of quantitative easing, and sure enough, we're seeing the global economy slow down again. I can't, it, you, you can't underestimate how all these different cash flows with the central banks buying each other's currencies and printing their own to make sure that theirs is the weakness, weakest. And yes, that's correct. Believe it or not, here in 2014, central banks are actually competing against each other to make sure their currency is the weakest. You heard that correctly. Not the strongest, but the weakest, which can be explained really in one of two ways. The public way, stating that they feel it's an advantage to their economy to have a weaker currency based on thinking that, well, if the currency is weaker, that means it's cheaper for foreigners to buy our goods, we're going to sell more units. Of course, what they completely lose sight of is that essentially you're just putting your goods on sale because you're selling them at a cheaper price. So people are going to buy more of anything at a, well, perhaps not anything, but in your standard supply and demand curve, people are going to buy more at the lower price and just what people they hope people don't realize is how much more expensive all of the imported goods and input costs and everything else comes. But believe it or not, the folks that somehow have been given the authority to not only print money, but just digitally mark up the bank's accounts, whatever need be, running with free reign, and that's how the system goes these days. And of course, the ironic part is that now that the other central banks have been feeling like their currencies are getting too strong, so they've come out with new stimulus packages to weaken theirs, of course, since this has happened, we're hearing Wall Street say how the dollar is too strong now. The Federal Reserve came out with the, uh, the minutes to their most recent meeting, and one of the things they mentioned is that they're worried if we were going to keep close to their mandate of 1% to 2% inflation. Now think of that. That one, of course, that's a real doozy. You see, these guys are actually claiming that prices aren't going up fast enough. So what they're claiming to be worried about is that, gee, well, if we don't print money, things aren't going to become more expensive for everyone. Now, despite the fact that the, the whole concept... So they confuse inflation, deflation with productivity, where that's the point. You know, when, when perhaps it used to be that it, it took all day to catch your dinner, and that's all you had time to do until one guy invented a net so he could catch dinner for everyone, and then other people could do other things. The, the point is, is that things are supposed to become easier as we develop technology and make life theoretically easier to live, although with this mentality that any time the cost of living becomes more affordable, central bankers have to come along and and print money to make sure that we have enough inflation. You know, that's the reason why 
for the average person who just wants to eat food, live in a in a home, and and wake up the next day, it's, it's probably harder now than it was for people 200 years ago, which is stunning when you think about everything that we've done since then. But we're seeing firsthand and in action the type of behavior that leads to conditions like these. And let's dig a little bit into the announcement today and, and see what happened. Of course, the other news that also took place today was at the same time, the European Central Bank, the European money printers, also announced it had started its planned purchase of asset-backed securities in a move to encourage banks to lend and revive the economy, helping to buoy sentiment even further. So basically, the ECB is following through on their plan. Remember, they, they had gone as far as to say that we're this committed to printing money that we're actually going to take interest rates into negative territory. So somehow printing enough money that now when you go to the bank to deposit 100 you might get 98 back in your best case a year later. And Mario Draghi, leader of the ECB, said Eurozone economy is likely to remain stagnant in the short to medium term. Which I might add shouldn't really be surprising at all, given that the economy was weak because of too much debt and money printing, and all they've done is print and pile on more. But Draghi added that the central bank stands ready to act fast, to act fast to combat low inflation, and that the inflation situation in the Eurozone area has also become increasingly challenging. So that's great. Yeah, that's, that's super. <laughs> Any chance that life becomes more affordable, he's, he's standing there ready, ready to print more money, which, of course, goes to the bankers first, uncoincidentally, but to make sure that that doesn't happen. Just like Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, all the other guys at the Fed in the last hundred years have, have, have protected us from this. <laughs> I actually once heard a, a Wall Street economist call it a... An inflation deficit. Imagine that. I mean, you literally have people sleeping on the streets, needing food stamps just to get by. And there's someone out there who thinks that we don't have enough inflation yet. Or maybe that they realize we have plenty of inflation, but just say that so that they can continue printing money. One of the two. So... What's worth taking away from this story is just really how interconnected everything is. I don't, I'm not saying it's a direct cause and effect that the Japanese and European markets are slowing down right at the same time that QE comes to an end, but I don't think they're completely unconnected either. And it's what's also stunning to think about is that normally in your typical boom bust cycle that we've witnessed over the past couple decades, the economy's weak, then they come out, they print more money, and at least it gets better, and then you end up going into the next boom and bust cycle. Whereas here, what's been different is since 2008, the amounts of money printing have just been historically off the charts. I mean, this has never been done before. And yet here it is, even before they withdraw the stimulus... The markets are already so weak that they're talking about the next package, which again goes back to the Fed can say anything they want about whether they're going to taper or stop QE, and maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Another thing I think a lot about is really whether 
whether anything they say at this point can actually be trusted, whether they say they're stopping QE or starting QE or the, the Chinese are lowering interest rates. I mean, do we really know how much money any of these guys are or aren't printing? I don't know. Maybe this is just because I've worked on Wall Street for a decade and, and seen enough of how the game works firsthand to wonder. <laughs> and, and I'm just skeptical but given all the things that we've we've seen the Fed get involved in, get caught up doing and, and hiding, A, I don't think we have any idea what they're doing. But in, in either case, so fine, they, they stopped. But now, yeah, the Chinese said they stopped a couple of years ago. The Europeans said they were going to stop printing money. And here it is, the same pattern keeps emerging over and over again. And no matter how weak things get, the solution is just, well, we haven't printed enough, which is scary because you could really, you could really apply that reasoning infinitely. Now, certainly others would say that I could apply my line of thinking infinitely and just say that, well, eventually I expect gold to go up and, and you could just keep saying that till it does. But my point isn't to try and extend any argument infinitely for no purpose, but rather just looking at what are the underlying conditions and what do you think must happen? It's like throwing an apple up in the air. Before you throw it, you could say, well, it's it's possible it could keep rising infinitely, or I think gravity will eventually take over and it will come down. Similarly with the economy, all these all these governments are insolvent. The banking system is insolvent. That's why they have to keep the, the interest rates so artificially low. And all of the money printing and doubling down and over-leveraging and over-borrowing and quantitative easing, stimulus packages, ECB negative interest rates, you can, you can do it all you want. It's, it's like, like Peter Schiff once said, the Fed goes to the firefight, and they're spraying gasoline. The thing's getting bigger. And they're saying, well, maybe we just need to turn up higher. Maybe that's the problem. I disagree. I think the sheer laws of gravity and supply and demand will also disagree. And, again, more than anything that I or anyone else says – here it is, November 21st, 2014, and the money printing just keeps on going. doesn't seem to be working at all, but just keeps on going. And, oh, of course, right on the, the sub-headlines right beneath that is an article explaining why in this environment gold is now a worthless investment and you should sell your gold. So what do I know? I didn't work in the media. I didn't work in government. I just worked on a trading floor or at least during a time where logic did eventually revert and there are certain things that, you know, you smash your knee with a hammer, it's going to hurt. You, you print money and you're going to have a higher money supply and with less goods, that means that eventually the prices are going to go up, whether that happens on the timeline that we expect or whether there's a far more manipulation in these markets going on and also in the statistics where we're talking about an inflation calculation that strips out food and energy and all those important things that nobody ever spends money on. In either case, there's, there's really two schools of thought, probably many more than two schools of thought, 
of looking at this situation. But when you see what is happening, at least to the degree that we get some sort of insight into what these guys are actually doing based on what they're acknowledging and reporting, the money printing's going on, the economies are getting weaker, and it makes you wonder, are we getting closer to the, to the actual break point where this system finally collapses underneath the weight of itself? And certainly there are challenges that that will bring, but the fact that you're listening to this, this podcast, uh, not the kind of thing you find by accident, so it means that you've likely been doing a lot of thinking and out there preparing and the reason you're searching out information like this is that you've done everything you can so that whenever Wall Street's next bubble collapses, I'll, I'll hope that you're in good shape and that we're all able to stay safe and that all the thinking and planning that we've put into this is going to finally come in handy. And with that said, just stay vigilant. I know there's a lot of misleading information in the news, but you're doing a great job of just searching for the truth and finding out what's really going on out there. And I congratulate and commend you on that. Keep it up. And with that said, God bless you all and happy night.